You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Paul Lazarus. In the 1980s, I produced and hosted a radio series called Anything Goes, a celebration of the American musical theater. Now the Broadway Podcast Network is bringing back these shows. This two-part look at the work of writers Betty Comden and Adolph Green originally aired in 1986. I had the good fortune of working with Betty and Adolph on Follies in Concert at Lincoln Center. They were delightful, performing Rain on the Roof, and I vividly remember Stephen Sondheim coaching them to get closer and closer during their stage kisses. This is Anything Goes, a celebration of the American musical theater, past, present, and future. I'm your host, Paul Lazarus. Today, the first of two parts on the career of co-lyricists Betty Comden and Adolph Green. Comden and Green have written the lyrics, and often the books, for some of Broadway's most fervently remembered shows, On the Town, Bells Are Ringing, Wonderful Town, Peter Pan, On the 20th Century, and many more. Their legendary wit and style have delighted audiences for more than 40 years. New York, New York, a hell of a town. The Bronx is up and the battery's down. The people ride in a hole in the ground. New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. Born, 
and time is never planned just think of lovely things and your heart will fly on wings forever in never never land Betty Comden and Adolph Green got their first taste of show business in the early 1940s Our careers began quite accidentally many years ago uh, we were a, a, a small group of uh, unemployed actors and ex-students who happened to stumble down the steps of a little village club in Greenwich Village called the Village Vanguard. And this was a, a very lucky accident for me because I found myself suddenly with two remarkable young ladies, one on each side of me, on one side Betty Comden, on the other Judy Holliday. I was very lucky too. We called ourselves the reviewers, and at the beginning, we were doing other people's material. No one had explained to us that you're supposed to pay royalties for that sort of thing. <laughs> and that's how our writing began, really, out of necessity. We realized we couldn't afford to buy material, so we chipped in and bought a pencil. <laughs> and that's really the way we began to write, and very soon, audiences were coming down those stairs to the little cellar in Greenwich Village, and they were growing and growing, and it got more and more successful. So much so that within one year, we had climbed up 65 dizzying flights above Radio City into the glamorous Rainbow Room. And less than six months later, we were back at the Village Vanguard. <laughs> From the days when they were known as the reviewers, here are Comden and Green singing the Reader's Digest. In these days of hurly-burly, everyone must hurry. There's no time for reading books, but you don't have to worry. You may not have the time, but perhaps you'll learn to take your culture in a capsule. For though the field of literature's immense, there's a magazine that knows how to condense. Don't sweat for weeks and weeks over just one book. The Reader's Digest gives it to you in, in one look. Gone with the wind. Scarlett O'Hara's a spoiled pet. She wants everything that she can get. The one thing she can't get is rent. The end. The complete works of Sigmund Freud. Things you did when just a kid are still with you. Don't keep them hid. You'll love your wife, but oh, you id! The, the end. end! Romeo and Juliet. Juliet loved her Romeo. Romeo loved his Juliet so. They, they both, both got, got killed. killed, that's all you have to know. The end! The story of mankind. First there was no vertebrate. The rule was eat or you'll get eight. Then man came along and stood up straight. The, the end! end. That's all you have to know, the Reader's Digest told us so. Lame as a robber. Jean Valjean, no evil doer, stole some bread cause he was poor. A detective chased him through a sewer. The end! War and peace. Napoleon did not beware. He attacked the Russian bear. He came home on his daddy air. The end! How to win friends and influence people. Confidence you must not lack. Slap each stranger on the back. Greet him with a hello, Mac. 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 Hello, Mac.
through our years as the reviewers, there was one person in constant attendance in our audience, and that was our old friend, Leonard Bernstein. And he had a great deal to do with what happened to us next. Ah, yes, our, our little act was floundering on the West Coast. We were about to sink slowly into the Pacific Ocean, unnoticed, unmourned by the entire world. And, and yet, just one year later, our first show had opened on Broadway. Uh, while we were slipping into the ocean, Leonard Bernstein had become famous overnight as the assistant conductor of the New York Philharmonic, and he had written his first ballet, Fancy Free, with that brilliant young choreographer, Jerome Robbins. And they were besieged by offers of all kinds. And several young Broadway producers came to them and said, but why don't you do an entire show, a whole Broadway musical comedy? And Leonard said he knew just the people to write the book and lyrics. Us. These producers said, well, uh, well, gee, I mean, they're, they're, they're satirists and all that, but, uh, I mean, do, do those kids have any heart? This was our first chance to write real songs. Up till then, it had been satirical numbers and sketches, and now it was the whole score and the book of our first musical, On the Town, which was the first for Leonard and also the first for Jerome Robbins and the first for the young designer-producer Oliver Smith. And I guess it was the thousandth and first for our father image and terrific director, George Abbott. And the very first thing we did was to look for the underlying theme or motto for the whole show, and we found that in the opening number. Hey, Gaby, it says here there are 20,000 streets in New York City, not counting MacDougal Alley in the heart of Greenwich Village, a charming thoroughfare. Here we go again! The famous places to visit are so many, or so the guidebooks say. I promised Daddy I wouldn't miss on any, and we have just one day. Gotta see the whole town from Yonkers on down to the bay. In just one day, New York, New York, a visitor's place, where no one lives on account of the face, but seven millions are screening for space. New York, New York, it's a visitor's place. Hey, look who's coming back, Tom and Andy. Hey, Tom, Andy, hey, hey, fellas. How was your day in New York? Oh, wonderful. I don't remember a thing. Awful. I remember everything. <laughs> Manhattan women are dressed in silk and satin, or so the fellas say. There's just one thing that's important in Manhattan. When you have just one day, gotta pick up a date. Maybe seven or eight on your way. In just one day, New York, New York, New York, hell of a, hell of a town, the Bronx is up and, and the battery's down, the people ride, ride in a hole in the ground, New York, New York. New York. Many reviews start out uh, about on the town with most original musicals since Oklahoma. Now, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, what do you feel is unique and original about on the town? There's one thing that makes it always unique, and that is it's the only uh, light-hearted musical which involves young people with the kind of score that Leonard Bernstein writes. It's a symphonic score, and there really, since then, there hasn't been a show like that. I mean, Leonard's written other shows, but not not on a subject like that. Pairing yeah. of sort of everyday life, although seen yeah. from a comic standpoint, with big very music, yeah. complex. Right, right. So complex modern music, as George Abbott used to say, I like that Prokofiev stuff.
Those are things that one was aware of in wartime, the fact that there were navy yards and shipyards and there were people working, doing that kind of work, you know, and that the ships came in every every day and uh, the navy yard was such a, was an active, rather romantic place, very much involved with the history of those times. Mm-hmm. And uh, the and and so though the show is, is, a, is a funny show, there is the underlying poignancy, of course, of, of 24 hours and not knowing mm. what lies beyond. Where has the time all gone to? Haven't done half the things we want to. Oh, well, we'll catch up some other Betty Comden singing Some Other Time. After On the Town came Billion Dollar Baby, the 1945 musical Comden and Green wrote with composer Morton Gould. It was a very uh, sort of a sardonic look at the false values, uh, not to sound too pretentious, of the late 20s and what was happening. And we didn't uh, uh, play up the the, the gaiety and the the sort of hacha-hacha, you know, jazzy... um, in terms of the story, it was a very uh, strong story in a way of a, of a ruthless girl who was trying to get somewhere and then she steps over everybody to get there and then at the end she gets her ideal, which is this billionaire, but she gets him the day of the crash and at the wedding the announcements, you know, the Black Friday and the, uh, the 1929 crash and you see this billionaire at the end of the, at the, end of the show. She's giving away her we, bracelets and throwing her diamond bracelets and, and rings to her friends. And aisle saying, M.M. Montague wiped out! Yeah, and you see him on his hands and knees trying to pick up her jewelry and salvage it and Ooh, save it. And it's the end of the show. Yeah, uh, so uh, the audience was didn't go out uh, <laughs> feeling through. A lot of people remember that show. Crash, yeah. uh, whistling with despair. Mm, yeah. 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 Hal Prince remembers seeing that show and he almost says that it, it had a big influence on him. The show to this day has you know, people who admire it and remember it because they thought it was a very special kind of show, a very unusual show. Adolph Green sings Broadway Blossom from Billion Dollar Baby. Broadway Blossom, beware. Ah, little Broadway Blossom, take care. 
The life that you lead may seem like peaches and cream, but you'll wake up one day and it'll be a bad dream. You'll find when you're awoke, you've got a heart that's broke. The flotsam and the jetsam, the razzmatazz that gets them, you'll find that it'll get you too, and you'll be through. So Broadway Blossom, beware, take care, Broadway Blossom. Ah, listen, little Broadway Blossom. You're just a sweet little kid from the sticks, and you're not wise to old Broadway's tricks. And you're innocent and sweet, and you want to get ahead, but you wind up with some smoothie, and you're better off dead. Yeah, yeah, Bo, I know. And he gives you those eyes, and those sighs, and those lies, and he plays a little game, and you're the moth, and he's the flame. And he cheats you, and he beats you. My God, how he treats you. Yeah, yeah, Bo, I, I, I know. And then when he gets to the end of the ride, like a crust of bread, he casts you aside. He's had his fill. He's jaded. But nobody wants a blossom that's faded. So, Broadway Blossom, beware, take care. Broadway Blossom, beware. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Anything Goes with Paul Lazarus. Two on the Isle in 1951 brought Comden and Green together with composer Julie Stein, who proved to be a valued collaborator for the next three decades. We first got together with Julie. It was, to us, an uh, a, a impossible interview until we started working together. We were of such different worlds. You know, Julie really represented success and Tin Pan Alley. Yeah. Tin Pan Alley. Like I mean, Man. Sammy Kahn, and he had written, you know, huge hits. And they had already written some very successful shows, including Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and High Button Shoes. And, uh, but but we, we felt that we'd be mismated, and we were very wrong. We got started having fun together instantly. Two on the Isle was a review, not a musical comedy, and it presented special problems. We faced this review together. When you know a review has no characters and there's no story you have to worry about, so it's really quite simple. All you have to do is write 25 terrific numbers from standing position. Well, we felt ourselves very lucky indeed because we had two outstanding stars 
Bert Law, and Dolores Gray. Truth to tell, we had started writing the show with a completely different lady in mind, a lady whom we love, adore, admire to this day, Lena Horne. Now, here's one of the numbers that we originally wrote for Lena. And it's if you had been on the square and had treated me fair, we'd have not had a tiff. If you had not said I should go and jump right off the nearest cliff. If you had stayed off the making, you just hadn't taken to coming home stiff. If I had not smelled fume with a nasty, unfamiliar whip, I'm gonna miss you, baby. Things could have been terrific. I've waxed the diff. If you had not had the cheek to stay out for a week, saying back in a tiff. If. You are not such a two-timing guy. If you weren't, if you hadn't, if you didn't, if you weren't, if you hadn't, if you didn't, but you haven't, you were, and you went, and you did, and so goodbye. If I had not seen you take Geraldine on the lake in your flat-bottom skiff, if you were not found to sue with your arms around her bare midriff, if I had not seen you pen sexy letters to Gwen in your own hieroglyph, if you had not left me home when you had two seats for South Pacific, I'm gonna miss you. If you were not such a two-timing guy If you weren't, if you hadn't, if you didn't If you weren't, if you hadn't, if you didn't But you had and you were and you went and you did And so, goodbye Wonderful Town in 1953 was based on the play My Sister Eileen. It reunited Comden and Green with composer Leonard Bernstein. We got together immediately and, and we did write a score in... We, we, took, we found weeks. the approach right away of, yeah. of putting it back into the 1930s, which the book wasn't at that time. Uh-huh. It was contemporary. Why that choice? Of the 30s? Yeah. Because that was the era, I think, in which the girls actually did come to New York City. It is, City. Oh. sure. And it was an era, it was the middle of the Roosevelt era, the, de- you know, the Depression, but hope and... Uh, yeah and young people pouring into the village. Mm. It's a time of great vitality. And, uh, and Lenny started playing, yum, ba-bum, 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 da ba He said, yes, that's it, you know, the... The Eddie Deutsch and Vamp, which yeah. sort of spoke with the 30s. So every, when we got the musical idea of the Eddie Deutsch and Vamp and the idea of swing and the whole color of music of that period, the show took on a, a shape and a reality. Washington Square, right in the heart of Greenwich Village. By what trees and smell that air, painters and pigeons in Washington Square. On your right, Waverly Place, bit of Paris in Greenwich Village. By what charm, by what grace, poets and peasants on Waverly Place. Ever since 1870, Greenwich Village has been the bohemian cradle of painters, writers, actors, etc., who've gone on to fame and fortune. Today in 1935, who knows what future greats live in these twisting alleys? Come along! Here you see Christopher Street, typical spot in Greenwich Village. Ain't it quaint, ain't it sweet, interesting people on Christopher Street. Such interesting people on Christopher Street. Interesting people live on Christopher Street. Oh, 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 o
Wonderful Town told the story of two sisters from Ohio, played by Rosalind Russell and Edith Adams, who set off to the big city with high hopes. The first day that they arrive in New York, they are utterly miserable. They find themselves trapped, stuck in a terrible little Greenwich Village basement, a sort of rat-infested room, and all their money has been stolen from them, and boy, they wish they had never left home. is quite unforgivable who would stoop to the cheapest and lowest of tricks in the book tricks in the book blimey slimy captain Comden and Green's next musical on Broadway was Peter Pan starring Mary Martin and Cyril Richard the show which began its out of town tryout with a score by Moose Charlotte and Carolyn Lee eventually enlisted the talents of Stein, Comden and Green we tried to figure out uh, what, what the show needed, what was lacking, and the first thing was one overall emotional song that was the that had to be the theme of Peter Pan. And of course, the first thing we wrote was Neverland. Mm. It just needed some uh, some you know simple, expressive thing about people's people's longings, and uh, we wrote that together, beautiful yeah. melody, and we found, and words all sort of happened at the same time. We knew it had to be about Neverland, that, that we got from and Barry. And I guess we were trying, <laughs> yeah, exactly, we were yeah. trying to, I guess, the express the Barry. essence of what Barry was, was after in it, and to make the audience feel that this was the overall feeling of the show, to let them in on it immediately. Please tell me. Would you believe me if I told you? Why, well, promise. For sure. For sure. 
I have a place where dreams are born And time is never planned It's not on any chart You must find it with your heart Never, never land It might be miles beyond the moon Or right there where you stand Just keep an open mind And then suddenly you'll find Never, never land You'll have a treasure if you stay there More precious far than gold For once you have found your way there You can never Never grow old And that's my home Where dreams are born And time is never planned Just think of lovely things And your heart will fly on wings Forever In never, never land Mary Martin singing Never Never Land. In the second part of our conversation with Betty Comden and Adolph Green, we'll follow their careers from Bells Are Ringing to the present. You'll have a treasure if you stay there More precious far than gold For once you have found your way Think of lovely things And your heart will fly on wings Forever And never Listening to part one of a two part retrospective on book writers and lyricists Betty Comden and Adolph Green. Sound mixing by David Rapkin, associate producer Jeff London. Anything Goes, backstage with Broadway's Best, is produced and hosted by Paul Lazarus. For more information and bonus materials, visit anythinggoespl.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and follow us. Thanks for listening. Oh, what? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.